welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, Nicole Roan. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about the challenges that come up for many of us who are wearing multiple hats as employees, entrepreneurs, mothers, friends, oldest siblings, and all that good stuff. And we talk about how to really manage those different competing priorities and help you figure out how to create balance between your personal and professional life so that you can increase your capacity for sustainable success and ultimately show up in excellence in every single area of your life. Now, if you haven't had a chance to check out those first couple of episodes where I really lay out the different foundational pillars for this podcast, then I want you to make sure you go back and check them out. But as for today, we are talking all about your job. So yes, especially if you're working in corporate, right now is the time of year that most organizations are working on year-end performance reviews, calculating different bonuses, and all the different things that go into deciding whether or not you get a raise next year. And so before we get into that, I really want to have you take a quick mental assessment on how you're feeling about your job. Now, whether you've been there three months, six months, five years, 10 plus years, or somewhere in between, now is the time that most employees really start to think about, do I really want to stay here? Has this been working for me? And especially if you're new in your role and new to an organization, Chances are that your spidey senses are already telling you whether or not this is going to work. Because I believe that within the first 60 to 90 days of you joining an organization, you really, your gut tells you what to do. And oftentimes we dismiss that for a variety of reasons. So in this episode today, I really want to talk a little bit about if it's time for you to fire your job. And I know you might be like, are you crazy? Do you not know that there is a pandemic that is going on? Lots of people are either furloughed or on some type of unemployment and the numbers are starting to spike. So maybe there is another round of layoffs. And yeah, I know all of that. But I also know that when you stay in a role that either you're not fulfilled in or that is just not set up to help you be your best self, or set up for your ultimate success, both personally and professionally, you can find yourself getting in a rut and not really being engaged real quick. As the year comes to an end and we're broaching this new performance year and merit increases and all of that good stuff, be honest with yourself about where you are and how you're feeling about your job. And I'm speaking from experience because there are a handful of roles that I've been in that within, honestly, the first like week, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work. But I've talked myself into it, believing that there are so many different good things that, you know, I'm not a quitter, so I'm not going to just leave this where it is. But knowing full on well that what I'm feeling is right and that this isn't going to work. You'll hear me reference that I've been in the HR space for over a decade. And so that's been working for small organizations, large organizations, global organizations. And it's been 
a huge blessing and opportunity to be able to do so. But I've also found that a company is what it is. And so is its culture. And now, yes, this is coming from Little Miss Sunshine, who is always putting a positive spin on things and feeling like I can create all this different impact. And I can. And that's not to say that you can't create some changes, but the fabric of an organization is built on the leadership. I can't tell you how many employees are super upset going into performance reviews and then right after when they feel that they've busted their butts all year long or however many months it is if you're a new employee, but that you've worked so hard to contribute to the company's bottom line. And here you are being told that either you just met expectations or that you are below expectations. And in some cases, not even receiving a raise. So before we get there, I want you to ask yourself, are you happy in your role or is it time for you to fire your job? And so with that, Today, what I'll do is just go over the top five signs that you probably need to fire your job. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you've already felt this, so you already know what you need to do. And I'm just here as a little bit of a confirmation. Along with those top five signs, I want to share with you at least four different tips on what to do and how to do it if you find yourself in this space. About five or six years ago, I was in a position where I was actually transitioning from a multi-billion dollar global organization where I had the privilege of being able to implement all kinds of great programs for this company. And my family situation had changed a little bit and I needed to find something that not only was a little bit closer to home, but something that compensated me more a little bit financially. And so with that, I found what I thought was the perfect opportunity around the corner, had a significant, significant, significant pay increase, and there were so many great things. However, during the interview process, things were really, really smooth. I had some red flags that came up that I just kind of chalked up to, you know, personality things. And then finally, during the actual offer stage, I knew once I negotiated the offer, that this wasn't going to work. But like most people, I went on with the flow. I decided that this is what I needed and this is what was best, completely ignoring every single sign that I should have ran for the hills. And I want you to know that even if you are in the offer stages, you still can say no. And I know your life may not be set up to the point where you can just completely walk away from something that you need so badly, but I want you to think about what it's going to cost you in the long run to be at an organization that just does not fit what you need and that's not ultimately set up to support you in the way that you need both personally and professionally. I said earlier that Within about a week or so, I know personally whether or not something is going to work. And lo and behold, within the first week of me being in this role, some of the interactions between myself, the CEO, the CFO, and even some of the other employees, I was like, you know what? I came home telling Darius that I don't think this is going to work, but I'm going to stick it out anyway. Because again, it's closer to home. There is a significant pay increase. I had a parking spot with my name on it. There was free food. It was this huge opportunity to be the only person in the HR department 
and to work directly with the C-suite level in implementing different programs that would support the culture and the employees. Listen, by six months in, I was coming home crying. I was depleted mentally, emotionally, and physically. I'd had some of the C-suite people basically tell me that I was there to work for them and whatever I had going on outside of work didn't really matter, that they paid me to do a job. I'll talk a little bit more about that story probably in another episode, but I'm saying all that because I want you to know that there are signs that come up and I don't want you to just dismiss them because you feel like you have to take this role because the truth is you have a choice. So let's jump into what these top five signs are. I've already mentioned about the work-life balance. So for me, this was one of the, I won't say the first sign, but it was a pretty prevalent sign for me. Even though I lived close, the expectation was because of the amount of money that I was making, I needed to be available basically 24 hours a day. The CEO was texting me at 10, 11 o'clock at night. I had the CFO who was requiring me to work on my days off. And then it was being thrown in my face that, hey, well, we hired you to do X, Y, and Z and you get paid X, Y, and Z. So we need you to be available 24 hours a day. Now, the way my life is set up as a mom, as a wife, as just a woman, I can't be on anybody's 24-hour beck and call. Like I'm already that for my children, right? And then even with my husband, it even impacted our relationship. I'm like, I don't even take this from my husband. So what makes you think I'm going to take it from you? I'm not saying that the company you work for has to be involved or love each and every person outside of your personal life, but they have to understand that you have boundaries between your personal and professional life and they need to be respected. So if you work in a company where you have zero to little work-life balance, That's a really big sign that you might need to fire your job. As for sign number two, in general, and this probably could have been number one, it's just an unhealthy environment. It's toxic. And I have stories for days and days and days about some of the things that I've seen, even in the HR space. But the one that comes to mind specifically for me is, again, I was working at a smaller organization and... I was being told that I could not hire anybody who was fat, who was old. There were managers that were running around sleeping with the leaders of the organization. And I was even told one time that I needed to, basically, it was almost like a gang. I needed to just earn respect before it was given. So working in some kind of environment like that absolutely takes a toll on you. And it may not be that extreme, right? It could be little subtle things like some of the associates you work with might have what I call the mean girl complex where they're nice in your face and then behind your back, they're talking about what you don't do and you know, trying to find ways to make you not look good, if that even makes any sense. And so I found that it's similar to being in an abusive relationship where over time you start to really question yourself, like, am I good enough to be here? Did I do what I say I was going to do? And that toxicity ends up sticking with you. And I'll tell you that I still have PTSD 
from a couple of the organizations that I've worked for. So if you find yourself in an unhealthy environment, you absolutely need to fire that job. Don't wait around for it to be years and years and years. And even if you've been in this organization for years, it's never too late to get out. And we'll talk about that when we get into the what to do part. Sign number three, you find yourself having to be somebody that you are not. And this can be tricky too. So for example, in one of these roles, I was told that I could not be friendly with any of the other employees. So I wasn't able to make small talk conversation. I wasn't able to ask about how their friends and families were doing outside of work. My job was basically to be there to be the police. And so I found myself becoming somebody that I was not. And it was really, really difficult to carry out my job that they hired me to do. Because part of what makes me who I am is my personality and people being drawn to me and working on things that are happening outside of work that are impacting inside of work, if that makes sense. So not being able to really communicate and only focus on the work piece, like as a direct directive, I was like, oh no, this <laughs> this is not going to work. If there are other ways that you are finding that you're not able to be yourself, I want you to let me know what those are in social media. Tell me some other ways that you've experienced where you've been basically told to not be yourself at work. Sign number four is that you dread going into work. And I am not talking about the, oh, it's Monday. I had a long weekend. I'm tired. I don't want to get out of the bed. But you literally are, whether you're crying on your way to work and you got to get yourself together in the parking lot, or you are talking yourself into a way to call off work before you even get there. Like this consistent loom, doom, and gloom that you feel every single time that you are going to work, that you're at work. And again, you feel it all the time. And this showed up for me, not only on Sunday nights before I was getting ready for the work week, but also just driving into work. And mind you, in both of these different places, they were relatively close to work. And I was ready to just be back in a role that was like an hour away, just so that I could have more time to get ready to get into work. And so it started to impact my mood. It elevated my stress, which also, of course, elevated sickness in my body because I wasn't able to really manage and fight things off. And so it impacted me in a lot of different ways. And my husband also started to get super frustrated, like, hey, do I need to come up there and have a conversation with somebody? And just creating this discord. So if you are dreading very, very frequently going into work, I need you to realize that that's a sign that you probably need to fire your job. And last but not least, number five, if you're just not engaged anymore. And so this can show up like you procrastinating all the time or you over-promising and under-delivering and you just don't care anymore. You're doing the bare minimum to get by when you know you are someone who really does, you know, when you do something, you do it to the best of your ability and you do it well. And when you start to see that that's not happening in your work product, and you're just getting by by the skin of your teeth, that means you're not engaged. 
So you got to start thinking about why am I not engaged? Is it because of the culture that I'm in? Is it because of the work-life balance? Is it because it's just completely unhealthy here? Or could it be that you're not fulfilled in the work that you're doing? So think about that. And with that, I want to talk about what to do if you do find yourself realizing that some of these different signs have popped up, whether it was early on, midway, or even now that you've been in your role for quite some time. So what do you do when you realize you got to get out of there? The first thing you want to do is weigh the pros and cons. And I've told you before that I am a pen and paper kind of girl. So I would recommend that you literally write this out. And sometimes you'll see that, okay, the pros do outweigh the cons or vice versa. But when you're looking at what those cons are, make sure you're tying them to your values, right? So if you value being able to have a work-life balance and this job is not allowing you to do so, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter that you have a parking spot with your name on it. And it doesn't matter that you get free food all the time. If it's impacting your ability to sleep, to be able to be who you need to be and who you are at your core, just because the pros and the cons list may be off and the pros are, you know, a little bit more, you got to think about that. So get out those pros and cons, look at them. And then number two, be honest about why you're staying. And I can't tell you that plenty of times, aside from the little perks, like I mentioned with the parking spot and having my own office, I was even so enamored by being able to pick the paint color for my office that I was like, wow, who lets you do that? No, sis, (laughs) that's not enough. Just because you pick the paint color, if you're in that office crying all day and you're working under a management team that is unprofessional and unethical, that is going to get to you. So be honest about why you stay. A lot of times for me, it's been the benefits. And partially because it's no secret that I have a daughter who's had chronic migraines since she was five years old. And so having really good benefits is something that I've needed. And I've taken a lot of, I'll say, hostile work environment abuse because of that. Until I realized that I don't have to do that. Everybody got benefits. This is not the first or the last job to provide benefits. And that leads me into number three. You have to believe that there's a better opportunity. When you're thinking about how to really create balance between your personal and your professional life, you have to know that it's okay to have boundaries and that you deserve to be treated with respect, integrity, and all of those things. So believing that there is a job out there that's going to respect your craft that's going to have a better and non-toxic company culture. All of those things are possible. When God made one job, he didn't stop. There's plenty of different job opportunities out there. So don't ever feel like you have to stay somewhere just because the benefits are good. And on the other hand, aside from the medical benefits, I stayed honestly because I'm like, this money is so good. Who's going to pay me this much to do what I'm doing? That's a trick. You're tricking yourself. If that job will pay you X amount of dollars, what makes you think another one won't? You got to remember who you are and whose you are. If you can make what you're making there, you can make it somewhere else. And it doesn't have to be at the sacrifice of your confidence, 
your competence, your self-esteem, and your dignity. So really think about and know and believe that there are better opportunities out there. You don't have to stay in a role where you are no longer comfortable or that you've outgrown or that it just doesn't fit your values. And last but not least, the final step on what to do if you find yourself in a situation and you've experienced these different signs is to go get what you need. I just talked a lot about how there are other opportunities out there and you have to believe it. So start applying. That's all you got to do. And you will be amazed that when you start to really believe that those jobs exist, they come to you. You start finding them like clockwork. And right now, especially, I know we're at the end of the year and many companies may not be hiring, but we're in a totally different environment right now in 2020 where there are lots of people who cannot work. And so it really is set up to your benefit. So if you are in a role, a job, a career, a company that is not serving you both personally and professionally, I strongly encourage you to get out and start applying. And if you want to talk about that, seriously, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. HR is my baby and I've been in this space for over a decade and I'm pretty sure there isn't anything that I have yet to see. So reach out to me and let me know where you are with that. Like, what do you need help with? That's what I'm here for as well. Know that you deserve to be happy and respected and feel valued at work just as much as you do at home. So again, if you want to talk about this a little bit more, please, please, please make sure that you connect with me in social media. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and I've recently started doing these Flow Fridays. And so I'll be talking all about that this Friday coming up. I believe Friday's the 30th. Yes, Friday the 30th. I'll be talking more about workflow. So diving into this workflow pillar. And then next week, I have one of my good girlfriends on who will be helping us talk about alignment. So if you are thinking about leaving your current role, let's make sure you're aligned in what you need and what you want so that you can go into 2021 in a role that best suits you. I look forward to you continuing to tune in. Make sure that if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and you do so right away, get on the email list so that you can stay up to date on events and things that are happening because I keep telling you I have an offer that is coming that is going to be exclusive to my listeners. And you can find out how to subscribe, or actually you can just go ahead and subscribe on my website at NicoleRone.com. Until then, I look forward to continuing to be your capacity coach and helping you create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,